When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reckon if you're a cricket fan or a general sporting fan, indeed, um, you're in for a treat with the uh, the second series of the test about to drop on Amazon. It happens tomorrow, and the director of the series, he did the first one as well. Adrian Brown joins us now on Mornings with me, Adam Peacock. Uh, Adi, how are you, mate? Good, Adam. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to this series. I've obviously seen the promos and, and everything. You're probably sick of it by now because you've watched uh, watched every single second probably 10 times <laughs> over of it. But um, what's the general feeling about how it's all came, come together? And, and was it an easier process than doing the first series? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, isn't it? I, th- I think at the moment there's sort of there's excitement, there's nerves, there's um, like it's great to finally get it out there because you do sit with these projects for so long. It's been sort of over a year now since we started filming, and um, you know, and, and then you you rewatch and you redraft it. It's that sort of you sit on it, and then at some point you go, okay, you lock it away, and well, we can't change it now. So you're sort of you're waiting for that feedback to come in from everybody to. To hear and, and you, you, you know you'll never please everyone, but um, you know from early reports, people really, from what people have seen, they seem to really enjoy it. And I think people intrigued by it. Um, whether it was easier or harder than last time, it's probably hard to say because these things are probably just never easy. And, and part of that reason is because you just go in not knowing what exactly you're in for and, and what is going to unfold in the in the time period that you're filming. You know, all you know is that you go, okay, there's an Ashes campaign, there's a there's a tour to Pakistan and a tour to Sri Lanka, and, and that's all you basically can plan. And then whatever whatever happens within that, whether that's on the field or off the field, is you know all you can do is hang on and, and sort of let that dictate how the story plays out. Now your your style, I'm led to believe, is is as least intrusive as possible. And when I say that, in making a doco, you could have if you did it like an American film, there'd be like. 10 people around the camera, following the camera around, like soundos, production mm. people, all, all technical stuff. But you you go light because you, you want as much natural behaviour to, to shine through. Is is That's close enough to the mark? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's always, I think in that, and you never know, and, and probably the benefit of coming from Series 1 to Series 2 or, or how we did Series 1, that, that was probably a way to get in. And cricket's a... Every sport's unique in its own sense, but you know, to get inside, you know, some change rooms or dressing rooms in a cricket tent are really tiny. So if you did have, you know, a camera, an audio operator, or a producer inside that setting, there's three members of the team, or there's there's three additional members to the team that could provide a bit of a distraction. Where the way we've always worked is with Andre Major, who who shot the series, you know, embedded within the team. It's just Doc, and he does does it all himself and and moves around in that sense. And it really is that fly-on-the-wall operation where, you know, he'll be in the full kit and he becomes that 15th, 16th member of the squad who's travelling and after after a couple of weeks, the players all say that they just forget he's there. So he'll position himself in the dressing rooms in various stages and has to be aware of, of where to move and where to go. We'll speak to him, you know, through the week, through the nights, you know, just to go, OK, what's coming up, what's moving next? But at those moments when something's to happen, it's a matter of doc. I guess reading the play and being aware of 
okay, I need to be in this situation for for the reaction to that moment. So so you're just not chasing everything, I suppose, and, and it can unfold in front of you. A key part of um, the this uh, series, I'm, I'm guessing, is the, the Pakistan tour because Australia, yeah. I forget how long it was, but it was a big, big gap between... 24 last, years, yeah. Tw- yeah, 24, and obviously things went really well, but the, the team was received really well. When you started to get back that footage about um, the players trying to immerse themselves as much as they could in Pakistan, i.e. around this heavy security that was there and, you know, they're used mm-hmm. to five-star hotels and all that. How was that? And and as a bit of a, you know, a point of difference to the first series. Oh, I, I, think, I think that was huge. And, and there's probably the two episodes certainly focusing on Pakistan and also Sri Lanka. I, I think there's a sense in seeing those images come back and the first time we saw them, we sort of all just looked at each other and said, oh, well, that's pretty special. And I don't think people were aware of, oh, that was the situation the team were travelling into and, you know, what was around them to make this tour happen. And it was an amazing effort for everybody to come together to do that. And then how appreciative the Pakistan fans were of the team travelling. So, you know, those series, uh, you know, we see a lot of the images, you know, over the Australian summer of the test matches, but sometimes not everyone's able to sit up and watch, you know, five days of a test match overnight. With Pakistan, we're working and we're doing other things. So suddenly, I think to see those environments, the team were, you know, playing cricket in what they were also going through on the field and how they approached those series, I think they're two of the most fascinating things that Mules have stepped away with and go, oh, that, that was really different and I wasn't quite aware of that situation. Uh, what about some of the, the quirks or characteristics of players that, that shine through in the series, we've seen um, some promos, obviously. So you've you've got the messy um, portion of the dressing room, and Mitchell Stark lying lying out the tape on there to, to to put his like basically have his own jurisdiction inside the dressing room. That you've got Manus toasting a, a cheese toasty and putting it in the fridge. That's just I know. I'm, I'm wondering whether that's going to set off the next generation of kids who are all going to start, you know, throwing cheese toasties in the fridge. If, yeah. You know. Not at so, their local cricket club. Not so sure about that. But anyway, Marnus is Marnus. Um, <laughs> is, is there anything else that, that pops out at you that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, there are. And, and obviously, like, there's the, we all know the Scotty Bolton story from that, you know, his, his great performance, Boxing Day, and Usman Khawaja's comebacks. But there's, there's moments, I think, within that that you'll see whether that's Scott Bolton just walking into the change rooms for the very first time, you know, as an Australian cricket player before his debut, which I find really fascinating to see that dynamic because it's almost like any you know, local change room, or it's Usman spending time with his family, you know, in, during the days of the Sydney Test match. And where Usman's also great is how he's able to take you into his mindset, how he's, where he was with his cricket career at that stage, and then for that opportunity, that, that's equally fascinating. And I think also, you know, even in Sri Lanka, just just the environment of of the players, of watching... The game unfolded and outside of that game, the political situation that was unfolding in Sri Lanka, mm. you know, you sort of step back and think, oh, yeah, this is, this is really different. And, you know, I think Gideon Haig puts it within the documentary how unusual it is for a game like cricket to last five days that at the start, by the end of it, you can have, a, a, you know, effectively a different political situation of a country unfold while the game's run its course. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. That during the game, there was a coup on the. There was a bit of a coup, and then they stormed the presidential palace and ended up having an afternoon there. Just swim, not the Australian cricket team is this people of Sri Lanka having an afternoon in the president's swimming pool and, and absolutely, that, so, yeah. absolutely. You know, different.
very different. Hey, um, with with making these things, it's obviously a, yeah. a meticulous process. So we sit down and watch, and you know, I don't know how long the apps go for forty five an hour or whatever. How long does one episode take from when you get the the vision, the raw vision from um, from Doc mm. to actually putting a bow on it and saying this is ready, all all mixed, all all mastered, and it looks the way I want it to. Well, you probably, gee, it's, a, it's an unfolded period of time. It might be probably, you might allow yourself sort of, I guess, 12 weeks for an hour of TV if you were sort of turning around, around an hour of TV. And that would probably be just in in the crafting and, and working together. But but one of the unusual situations, I guess, making these um, documentaries or these types of series is that you never have all the elements at your disposal and then just move into the edit. That you're constantly adding um, you know, pieces to the puzzle, whether that's further interviews with the players because we do those interviews after the event, after a tour when they're back in Australia or whatever else there is, and then you're adding in further backstory. So nothing's ever quite finished and, and neatly wrapped up because there's always the possibility of adding more. And then, of course, they'll go on, on to the next tour and a story will unfold that you might want to lean back into to go, oh, hang on, we need to drop a few hints back in episode one to marry this up what might come in episode three so you're constantly reworking and and redrafting and then you'll do another interview and you go oh that enlightens us a little bit more about something actually we have in one we want to go do another interview about that so really the, the process certainly of post as a whole it, it was probably about a good six months of really just working through the edit suites and, and working through conducting interviews and then getting it to the point of okay, we can finally lock this off, put it through audio post, through, put it through the grade and then have a finished product. And, yeah, get it to the point where um, Amazon are happy with you because people aren't getting five minutes into an app and just switching off and going to find something else. I, I, that's the other challenge. That's the other challenge. I think that's probably the hardest part of the process of going. You get so many great moments and sometimes a moment just won't make it in because there's not a logical way to get there for the story to to move through and connect it to, to, I guess, all the other dots, because otherwise you'll just have a big, hey, here's 45 minutes of a mashup of just moments. But what we're trying to do for the viewer is to sort of make a connected story that you can follow from start to finish and hopefully it flows and you don't even know where it's moving through because hopefully all the interviews connect and the storylines connect to tell a seamless story and an entertaining story um, that keeps people watching. The last one was... Um had a lot of Justin Langer in it, which at the time was probably yeah. fair enough because that was the, he was the guy that was trying to turn around everything that happened out of, uh, out of Cape Town. Um, this one though, I'm, I'm led to believe is, is very much player focused. Yeah, it was always actually sort of coming in, I think. And it, it's interesting that first one, and I think that's true. There was sort of, you know, and, and credit and thanks to Justin for always allowing those cameras. You know, I always think that, it, you know, it was amazing that, he allowed viewers in at a time when he accepted the role as the head coach. Um, for him to do that, for, for that stint, was amazing. And then it was always probably the opportunity that we never quite got to go deeper into the experience of playing for Australia and, and the players away from the game. And part of that, I think we were blessed in the first series, that we, we just had a great underpin, underpinning narrative of you know the rebuilding of the team. Plus, we also had some amazing um, tours. You know, and you think of the Ashes series, you know, um, or was it was it 2019 no, 2019 yeah. series? Yeah, when you think of all the events that happened, some of the most amazing matches of all time. It's like 
Well, we're not going to move too far away from the cricket because the cricket itself is so, so amazing. Um, so then coming in this time, we always knew it was like, hey, there's an opportunity to go further into the player's story. And, you know, and credit again to Justin. He said, OK, I'm happy if the players want to do this. Let's allow the cameras in um, and, and let's focus it in on the players and the players' experience. Talking to Adrian Brown, director of the test. Um, mate, there's, as I said earlier in the show, we've got a golf one coming out on Netflix in the middle of February. Yeah. Uh, you've got you guys dropping yours tomorrow. You've got the tennis one coming out on Netflix tomorrow as well. There's there's plenty to watch. What what do you notice about um, th- this market of sporting documentaries going out to try and draw new fans in? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? And, you know, you've, you've had the F1, you've had now cricket and, and everything else, and there's so many others on Prime Video as well. But it's interesting. You always, I, I am constantly thinking of, oh, what's the next sport? What's what's the next one? What hasn't been done yet? Um, what hasn't been tapped into? But I, I, there is something just about, I think that whether it's access or behind the scenes of, you know, that struggle or that extra layer. Because I think for so long we were just used to watching sport through that traditional way of the broadcast to go, okay, here it is from from this point to this point, and this has just opened up a new way of viewing and, and just a new way of, um, I, I guess, connection for fans to go, oh, you know, I, I like the personality of, you know, this player, that player, whoever else it might be. And I'm sure, you know, across the test, there'll be players that people connect to, whether it's Scott Boland for just how, you know, quiet quiet he is and unassuming he is, or it's Usman Khawaja for, you know, how he goes about his cricket. It's... um. Yeah, it's amazing to see in the last sort of well, certainly probably five five years just how, how many there are out now. Yeah, well, I'm sure the test is going to stand out, and I'm looking forward to having a look at it, uh, Adrian Brown. Thanks for joining us this morning, mate, and um, hope it goes well for you. I'm sure it will. Great, thanks, Adam. Appreciate time. Too easy, Adrian Brown, uh, the director of the test. You can catch it on Amazon Prime Video starting tomorrow when uh, that lobs on that particular surface. We're lobbing off to a bit of news, and we'll be back in a moment. We've got Human of the Day just around the corner.